Welcome, I'm Meridian Baldacci, Director of Strategy at Family Policy Alliance. We are so glad you're here with us today. Uh, Today, we've got a fun and exciting show for you. We're going to be talking about the efforts around the nation to save girls sports, but specifically, we're going to be focusing in on what's been going on in Texas. If you're not familiar with the efforts to save girls sports, you're going to hear a lot about it today, but uh, this is essentially the, the effort to make sure that girls sports are reserved just for girls. Unfortunately, we live in a day and age where uh, males oftentimes are allowed to compete in female sports divisions um, if they identify as male. Of course, you and I know that shouldn't um, that shouldn't be happening. And and so there are states across the nation that have been have been fighting to protect this. Now, more than half of states have at least attempted this kind of legislation. Um, and we have now a couple dozen uh, that have actually taken the steps to to protect those states. So I'm bringing in uh, Mary Elizabeth Castle from Texas Values. Texas Values is our um, state ally in Texas. They're wonderful, wonderful friends of ours, and we're so excited for what you're doing. Welcome, Mary Elizabeth. Thank you so much for having me, Meridian. I'm really excited to talk about uh, the Save Women's Sports Law and all the things we're doing in Texas. Yeah, well, I'd love to just jump right in. So, so talk about what is the Save Women's Sports Law that you've been working on? What does it do? Absolutely. So last session, Texas Values and the Texas Legislature was very successful in making sure that we passed a law to make sure that boys are out of girls sports in K through 12. Uh, But the work was not finished. We needed to make sure that all women's sports is protected. And as Meridian said earlier, we do live in a day and age where boys and men are competing in female sports and they're stealing the championships and spots on teams that belong to girls and women that have been there since Title IX in 1972. So the bill we're working on this session is SB 15, which makes sure at the collegiate level that men are not competing in women's sports and that women have some recourse if a man does compete in their sport. Well, and of course, our audience is going to remember what happened with Leah Thomas last year. And I think that that was a real wake up call moment for a lot of the nation who um, maybe agreed with us on the issue, but hadn't hadn't given it much thought. And then we saw, of course, Leah Thomas, a male athlete, taking a women's swimming championship title um, at the collegiate level, um, and and knocking knocking another girl off the podium in in, in another competition. Um, what is the importance, though, specifically of protecting at, at the collegiate level? Because I, I think you know, you guys are obviously coming back a second time. Like you said, you, you protected K through 12. Now you're coming back for the collegiate level. Why, why make that special effort? Well, the stakes are higher at the college level. At this point, uh, men's bodies are fully developed and there's a lot at stake. There's scholarships at stake, name and likeness money, and even a future career, whether that be in sports and athletics, or maybe just taking away the confidence for a woman to go into a different career. Actually, 96% of female CEOs can play competitive sports at some time in their life. Uh, The stakes are just higher if men are allowed to compete in collegiate sports. But just like you said, the perfect example is Leah Will Thomas, uh, who's from right here in Austin, Texas. That was the perfect example to the world of a very tall six foot three man uh, competing in the women's division NCAA and swimming and basically stealing the trophy out of the hands of 
NCAA champion Riley Gaines. Uh, when they talk about how Leah Thomas, Will Thomas swam, he would beat these women by body lengths when typically you only beat each other by seconds. That just shows how unfair and how drastic the changes are between a male competitor and a female competitor and how unfair it is for someone like Will Thomas to compete against other female athletes and still that opportunity to succeed and win. Well, and thinking about the opportunity aspect of it, I think it goes back even, and you kind of alluded to this, but even before we get to the competition level, uh, when you're talking about the collegiate level, you're talking about scholarships, you're talking about the opportunity just to be on the team in the first place. You know, if there's only if there's only 10 spots on a team and a male takes one of them, that's a girl who's getting knocked off, who's not going to have that opportunity to get the scholarships, to get the opportunities to even compete in the first place. I mean, is, is that something you guys have been talking about too? Yeah, that's very important to note. If little girls at home uh, are seeing that all of these boys and men are able to steal their spot on their team, then they might not even be inspired to compete anymore. You know, why even try if you know that a boy who is faster, stronger by design can steal your spot on the team, then you would just stay home and you wouldn't even try. Uh, sports gives a lot of confidence. It's fun. Everyone knows you know, it's not all about winning, but it is about winning. It is about doing your best. And if you go in knowing that you're not even going to get a chance to win or feel the thrill of victory, then you won't even try. And that's why it's so important, as we say, to save women's sports, to save girls' sports, because if women are discouraged from even trying, then women's sports will be destroyed. Absolutely. Well, I know that you guys have gotten some some pushback on this and and I'm going to I'm going to bring in another another topic I know you guys have also been working on which is protecting minors from gender transition in the first place, something we call help not harm. Um, so I know you guys have been working on both of both of these bills. What kind of pushback and response have you received from the left on this? Yes, so we typically always receive pushback for, you know, standing for these family values and standing for truth, but Typically, it's a lot of uh, messaging that they use to put what they stand for in a positive light. So when it comes to the gender modification issue, the uh, cutting off of children's body parts, prescribing hormones and prescribing cross-sex hormones, they call it health care. And, you know, we see this with the abortion issue as well, where they call abortion health care. Obviously, abortion's not health care. And obviously, cutting off healthy body parts isn't health care. But the other side has always said from the beginning that we're denying kids health care when that's exactly not what it is at all. It's damaging kids permanently for life and leaving them to regret the decisions that they make as children that alter their bodies, alter their body chemistry and keep them from enjoying life as an adult. Uh, it's definitely not health care. Um, we received that pushback from the other side, but we've been able to turn that on its head and prove what it actually is. And it's actually mutilating children. It's harming children. And that's why our organization, your organization, have used the term help, not harm, because these procedures actually harm people. And it's the same with the Save Women's Sports issue. The, the other side says you don't want trans kids to play sports. Uh, none of this is a sports ban. We're not keeping anyone from participating in sports. The law simply says you must participate on the sports team that matches with the birth certificate assigned at or near the time of birth. 
you can play sports, but you just have to play sports according to the law, uh, according to what Title IX says, and according to biological reality. So the other side has used a lot of terms to try to soften what they do, but in response, we just speak truth to reality and let well, them know. When it, that, comes, yeah. when it comes to playing within the boundaries, that's part of sports anyway, right? Exactly. You, know, you, you have you have a set of rules and a set of eligibility. I mean, I think about right. oh, I, I don't I don't know little league, and you know, it's all age divisions. It's like the six to seven year old or the eight to nine year old, or maybe I'm getting the wrong divisions. But you know, and, and you need to be within that age category just to compete. That that kind of that kind of division. Is, is normal, is expected, playing within the rules, playing within um, what is set. And that's so that there can be that competitive competitiveness so that uh, you can have that level playing field. So I, I so appreciate you making that argument. I kind of want our audience to see though, the level of pushback that you all are getting. Um, I think we we see um, so some of these videos showing up maybe in maybe in news feeds, but I don't think people realize uh, just the, the level of aggression that's going on. So. Um, we're going to pause here for just a second and watch a video that you all posted a couple weeks ago. To watch the video posted by Texas Values, click the link in the description. Wow. Okay, that was that is such such a such a lo crazy level of um, pushback, aggression um, toward you guys. What ended up happening after after you posted that video? Well, that video received so much attention on social media and on YouTube. Uh, we got a lot of comments, even from people who support us, to uh, let us know that they saw the video and they appreciated us standing up. Uh, but the day, unfortunately, uh, just continued to get even more vile uh, with the other side and um, some of their uh, aggression and their protesting. But interesting enough, I will say after that day, it was a lot more peaceful at the Capitol as well. And we didn't face any more of that type of aggression by the other side. But I think most of all, what's more most important about the president of our organization taking that stand and not being afraid of going up the stairs, um, he was doing what he does every single day, which is go outside the um, House floor chamber and greet members on the floor. And he didn't feel that he had to back down just because he knew the opposition was going to be there that day. He took a sign that spoke the truth, uh, stop gender mutilation of children, and he walked up the stairs with courage, um, just like he would any other day. And he didn't let that deter him. And that's what we do at Texas Values. We speak the truth and we're willing to speak the message. You know, we carry ourselves in a Christ-like manner. We're not going to fight back or be aggressive back, but we're also not going to be deterred in making sure that our message gets out because we know that that video reached so many people. It reached thousands of people. And who know whose mind could have been changed just by uh, seeing our team walk up those stairs and seeing that sign and showing that we were supporting that bill to stop the gender mutilation of children. So I think it was very important uh, that our leader did that. Um, and that's what Texas Values is willing to do. We're willing to be courageous um, to get the message out and support good legislation um, that protects children. Well, Texas Values is just an amazing organization. If you are watching this and you live in Texas, um, I've, I've got to encourage you to get involved with Texas Values. We're going to put the links in the comments. Um, so make sure that you're following them on social media. Make sure you're connecting with them online, finding out how you can get plugged in. Uh, Texas Values is just doing some really incredible work. Um, and we're so, so grateful to, 
to be able to host the alliance that they're part of, uh, which if you're not in Texas, I know we have a lot of viewers who aren't in Texas, um, there are family policy councils around the country uh, who are doing amazing work just like Texas Values. Um, and we'll put that link there as well. And you can connect with them at Family Policy Alliance. We're so honored to get to host that alliance um, of these, these amazing organizations who are doing just incredible work to protect families, uh, to protect faith, religious freedom, uh, and, and opportunities uh, for, for women, for children to, to be able to live life as, as God intended it for them. Um, so we're, we're just so grateful for you, Mary Elizabeth. Um, but you talked about the, the incredible testimony that, um, that Jonathan, your president, really had by just, just saying, I'm not backing down. I'm going to go ahead and be bold. Um, how, how did that play into your ultimate victory now on this issue? And, and what, what were some of the other, um, what were some of the other things that made victory possible on these issues? Yeah, so that was very important to be there because, you know, he wasn't alone. Not only was our team there um, in the gallery and at the Capitol when the law was being debated by the legislators and when it was being passed, but so many Texans came that day uh, wearing red T-shirts saying, Save Texas Kids. Um, so the grassroots really showed up and to show an overwhelming amount of people in the Capitol uh, in support of this issue, like never before, uh, really helped the issue to propel forward. It encouraged the legislators to vote the right way. It just gave them encouragement when they debated. And Texans really made that happen to make sure that we passed SB 14 to stop the gender mutilation of children. Now, when it comes to the Save Women's Sports Bill, which I am glad to share, uh, SB 15 just passed the Texas House last week. So we only have one more step to concur in the Senate, and then it'll be headed towards the governor's desk very soon. Uh, when it comes to the Save Women's Sports Bill in Texas and having the success we did uh, this last week, it was really the female athletes in Texas. They really showed up uh, this session and made their voices heard. Uh, not many people are aware that before Leah Thomas swam a couple of summers ago, 20 actually 30 uh, female alumni athletes from the University of Texas here in Austin wrote a letter to the UT uh, athletic director and the president of the University of Texas at Austin saying why they disagreed with Will Thomas swimming in the NCAA championships, asking them to take a stand. And the leader of that letter was University of Texas alumni, Katie Aris Wilson. Uh, she's been doing a lot of work on the ground to make sure uh, that we can uh, save women's sports in Texas. We have female athletes like Cassidy Comer from North Texas, uh, female track coach Jen Evans from North Texas, female power lifter Jade Dickens from Houston. The list just goes on of all of these uh, female athletes in the state of Texas who came time after time to the Texas Capitol to testify, to come for days of action, uh, who made wonderful videos that we have on our website at SaveWomenSportsTexas.com. Uh, they really showed their support for this issue. Um, there was even a protest um, in San Antonio in January outside the NCAA convention uh, where several athletes from all over the country came to Texas to make their voices heard about saving women's sports. So we're very appreciative of all of these women in Texas um, speaking up this time and really making their voices heard to uh, the leadership in Texas um, and getting that message out there. So we're very grateful 
um, from everyone's effort on both of these issues on stopping gender modification of children and saving women's sports. We are so glad you're enjoying Conversations with Craig. Your experience doesn't have to stop here. To stay connected with other listeners, hear about current events affecting your family, and to share pictures and videos with your friends, follow Family Policy Alliance on social media. We're on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Check out the links in the show notes, and we'll see you online. Well, I think that's such a testament to what a difference people's voices can make. Um, I think it's so easy for, for us to, and by us, I, I just I just mean people collectively, uh, to, to feel like, well, if I, if I write that letter, if I make that phone call, if I show up, I'm just one person, what can one person do? Well, if you're one person and you're joined by another one person and you're raising your voices together and you're partnering with your FPC, this is what can happen. Uh, you can you can make a meaningful difference, and now I, I'm so I'm so excited for you guys that the and for for athletes in Texas that Save Women's Sports is um, on its way. Uh, it's on 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 the path to becoming law, and that's that's so exciting. What is your if if you could give one word of encouragement for for people who are standing up on these issues um, and they're they're getting hate for it, uh, whether that's at, you know, for, for, from friends, just in conversations, or if that's at a bigger scale, what's your encouragement for them? I think we all need to keep in mind how we're protecting future generations. Um, when it comes to uh, stopping gender modification of children, think about all of the children you're going to save uh, for making these life-changing decisions that could really harm them. Uh, it's not just something happening to a few people. We know that uh, a lot of this is being taught in schools. And if you take the stand to make sure that they cannot even get access to these puberty blockers or surgeries, then you're saving so many lives. Just think about that for a moment. You're actually saving lives. And when it comes to the Save Women's Sports issue, it's really quite simple. The average person agrees with you that a man shouldn't compete in women's sports, but it's deeper than that. We know that Title IX uh, passed in 1972 was actually an extension of the Civil Rights Act of 1964. And without Title IX, uh, women wouldn't have the education opportunities and career opportunities they have today. And of course, they wouldn't have the opportunity to have their sports protected if it weren't for that act. So just think about you're basically just standing up for something that is very key to our society and has been key law for a long time. And just think about that little girl that we talked about earlier. You know, if she's uh, sitting at home, she's watching TV, and she sees someone like Will Thomas competing in sports, or if she goes to the soccer field or the track field or the basketball court, and she instead sees a boy who is faster, stronger by nature competing, and she could still lose her spot on the team because of that, um, then she would just go home and not even try again. Um, and we don't want that. We don't want uh, these little girls or even women today to go home and say, I don't even want to try anymore. I just want to give up. So you're an encouragement to these women and these girls that they can keep trying to do something that they love, that they're good at, um, something that they want to pursue for the rest of their lives. Uh, so just know that you're doing the right thing, that you're saving lives and you're encouraging the next generation. What a great encouragement. Mary, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, again, this is Mary Elizabeth Castle from Texas Values. 
Um, and once again, if you are in Texas, please get involved with Texas Values. Uh, if you're not, check out a Family Policy Council in your area. Um, and please uh, do do keep standing, do keep speaking out um, on these issues, on protecting girls and women's opportunity in athletics and beyond, um, and protecting children, um, giving them the the chance uh, to live with a with a whole body to. Uh, not face the mutilation and the irreversible changes that can come from gender transition. We're so thankful uh, for what all our partners um, are doing across the country on this, and especially right now for what Texas Values is doing. And we're thankful for you. Uh, if you enjoyed this, if you're in, in, enjoying this podcast, please share this. Um, share, share it with friends far and wide. Social media companies don't like us. They don't want our message to get out. Uh, so the way to get it out is for you to share it directly. So uh, please share this if you're enjoying it. Be sure to follow us on social media so that you don't miss another episode. We'll see you soon. Brought to you by Family Policy Alliance. Our vision is a nation where God is honored, religious freedom flourishes, families thrive, and life is cherished.